BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today is the day you will lose fat. Come see Dr. T at NJ Diet. Easiest diet I've ever done. It's changed my life. Come see Dr. T. Using blood work and DNA testing. 1-855-5-NJ-DIET and njdiet.com. Change your life in only 40 days with NJ Diet. These next two artists are legends and really don't need an introduction. So I'll just go to saying it. Grandmaster Kaz and Grandmaster Melly Mel. Welcome to the library with Tim Heineke. All right. All right. Thanks, Yay. Tim. Yay. <laughs> so Whoa. Like I said, I don't want to ask the same questions, but I do want to ask, um, when you first, I know you probably have answered this, but when you first uh, got interested in hip-hop culture, you like experienced it, what, or what was becoming hip-hop culture, what purpose did you want to get out of it? Uh, you know, just to have a good time, meet girls, you know, because it was like the party scene. So, you know, you go to the party, dance, and you know, meet girls. It was, you know, just nothing, nothing real important. Just having a good time. For me, it was a matter of uh, stature. You know what I mean? It was a, um, a identifier. You know, it's what you do. You know, what are you? What do you? What do you do? What do you? What are you good at? Like, what What do you bring to the table? And, um, I mean, it was all that for me, you know what I mean? It became uh, kind of like my, like this, like this, there's an inside me and there's an outside me. And, and, and I needed that outside me because the inside me is like, is a little more laid back and reserved and even a little shy, you know what I mean? So I needed hip hop to, to, to be that, you know, that boisterous character, that one that, you know what I mean, is not afraid to speak to people or speak in front of people or, or anything like that. So that's what I got out of it. I got out of, you know, like a a, a suit of armor somewhat. I know you guys known each other for a long time, but when for you, Kaz, what was the first, when was the first time you heard Mel spit a rhyme and kind of what was your immediate reaction? Then Mel, same question. When was the first time you heard Kaz spit a rhyme? That immediate reaction. I'm trying to remember. I, I can't remember the first exact time that I heard, but when I heard it, it 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 just stood for something. Like for me, it was like, now that's 
what this is. Now that it, it was a definitive for me when I heard his voice. I'm like, now that's how you're supposed to sound. That's how an MC is supposed to sound. And he became kind of like a blueprint for me. You know what I mean? Back in the days, uh, him personally and the group became like my blueprint for like, that's how this shit is supposed to be done. You know what I mean? You do it like that and better. You know what I mean? If you can, but, um, when 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 I heard his voice and and what he said and how he said it, I was like, nah, that's that that's that dude. That's that's who I gotta be better than or as good as. Now, same question. Well, we we was kind of cocky, so when I first heard, I was like, yo, man, fuck these niggas. Who the fuck? <laughs> I mean, these guys, you got, you can say these guys had stripes before. I yeah, but we was, you know we was crazy. I mean? You so, know, I, you know, our, our street cred was up. Like, you know, we was uh, a little more established. You know what I mean? Like he was he was a DJ, but and he and they was doing their thing. You know. At, like a little after, but you know, I think it was more established. So he was like, "What the fuck is this? this? <laughs> 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 nah, but I grew on him. <laughs> See, <laughs> well, yeah. When did that happen? When did you realize? All right. Uh, I mean, like a, a lot of years later, like the first, the first, the first uh, one from his girl, the first out of any group that that you know, because back then we didn't we didn't really really socialize with each other. It was like an unwritten rule. Nobody really socialized with each other. They you know they, we had our own thing that we was doing. But uh, me and JDL got cool, and we used to have to sneak off, like you know, like. Cats couldn't see JDL talking with me or my crew couldn't see me talking with JDL. So we sneak off and drink and get high, you know what I mean? But uh, years later, you know, just being around Kaz and then as he, you know, you know, just as he started, you know, just noticing a guy rapping and then how, and then the skills he had. And, and then that was the bond, because like if you put everybody in a room you know, and 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 everybody had good skills, but me and Cavs would be the last one standing. Like we could just we, we could just rhyme. That was when my memory was good. Right now, you know, I remember you know <laughs> two rhymes and one phone number. <laughs> um, I think when you, you you talk to people, you read interviews about and, and artists like Harris One, Big Daddy Kane, and they talk about you two a lot, and they talk about how like you are the architect of them. Uh, their rhyming skills, their rhyming patterns, the content as well. Um, you obviously were the first ones to do it. You were the architect. What were you? What What were you listening to that made you say, "I want to be different and rhyme this way"? I want to like have lyricism. I want to tell a story. Uh, well, well, basically, the, the, my my first, you know. Uh you know, my, the first inspiration was Herc, and not necessarily only Herc, because like a lot of times, you know, I, the whole narrative that we told from the beginning is like DJ Cool Herc was the first inspiration. But actually, he had a crew, that, and that that was the part that we never really told. It was uh, Cool Herc, Clark, Rock, Kent. Clark Kent, and 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 Timmy Tim. Timmy Tim. And Timmy Tim was the he he was the one that I really liked from uh, from Herc's crew. You know, had a smooth voice, and uh, and that was my original inspiration. Like as far as uh, uh, 
and then just having, you know, just a rap skill, that was, that was just an evolution of just something, you know, me trying to rhyme and then me trying to rhyme about rhyming and then me trying to rhyme about something else other than rhyming. And it just evolved, you know, uh, on its own. But my original inspiration was actually uh, the guy, Timmy Tim, from Herb's Crew. Uh, another game changer, changer you talk about is uh, obviously people talk about Rakim being a game changer as well. I think DMC said during an interview that they heard him and they all want to retire uh, after that. What was your guys' first impressions when you heard Rakim? Uh, when I first heard Rakim, I was, I was utterly impressed that, he was so laid back and so, you know, melodic and he sound like jazz, a jazz voice over a hip hop track. Um, as as the records became more, you know what I mean? I was I just I'm like recognize this guy. It's like I got a kinship. Like here's one of us. He's one of us, man. You know what I mean? Finally, somebody came along that like added something to the game that's on pause. So I, I was very impressed. And also the fact um, that was at a time when pretty much the first generation's hip hop was pretty much over with. You know what I mean? There were no more groups like you no know, Furious Fives, Go Crush Fours, and and this and that. All the you know routines and stuff all were gone, and people were all trying to make records and stuff by then. So that that showmanship and that that era of hip hop was gone by then. You know, uh, when, when I when I first uh, heard Rakim, I mean, and even to this day, like, and I'm not I'm not in, in putting us in the conversation because for me. I sit us to the side, and then, and then it's everybody else. So you know, the second tier, the third tier guys. Rakim is really the only truly great guy because he, he, and he's the only guy even to this day that I had to change my style of rap. You know, even after Eminem or whoever it is, whoever came out, even right now, the only guy that I had to really say, you know, we gotta go back to the drawing board and find a different way of doing it is. When I heard uh, uh, Rakim, so it's like you know how everybody yell, you know the greatest, and it's fifty. You know I don't believe if, if you if you believe it's fifty great guys, obviously you ain't one of them. But I think if if you had a truly like not to spread you know greatness around frivolously, uh, Rakim is dude, he he's probably be the greatest, he, the one great MC truly great because he could have did it back then, he could still do it now. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a lot of a lot of uh, rappers that they say is great, they wouldn't last back then. You know, somebody would slap the shit out of them. You know what I mean? But Rakim, he was a you know a textbook rapper making rhymes, of, saying rhymes about how good he could rhyme. But then the way he did it, he you know his, his syncopation and and his delivery is like he made everybody like you had to you had to step your game up. Oh, it's interesting for me when you when you. As rap has grown, rap music has grown, uh, obviously it's now the most popular genre out there. Uh, you have a generation of people that their influence is rap. Like you guys grew up, your influence wasn't rap. It was a lot of other genre of music, and even Rakim as well, a lot of other genre of music. How important is other music for an artist, for, for, especially a hip-hop artist? How important is it for them to know it or be influenced by it versus just being influenced by a fellow rapper. 
Um, it's, I mean, it's of uh, utmost importance that you know more music than, than hip-hop music because hip-hop music comes from other musics. That's what hip-hop is about. It takes and borrows from things that already exist. So the music that we heard when we were young, the music we danced to, you know, we just cut out pieces of it and, and reused it again. So if we, when you, when you play, uh, when you use somebody's rap song, <laughs> That's the song done like three times over because more than likely that song is taken from another song. There's a sample of a, a song that was popular back in the days. And um, that was really, you know, the whole thing about hip hop, man. It, those, that music, those records, those songs, that they provided the foundation um, for the music that we call hip hop. So if you don't have that, then you you get hip hop for fourth fifth generation. You're getting your examples from an ex, somebody's examples example example. You know what I mean. So that's why I think it's important that you know music beyond hip hop music because that's where hip hop music comes from. Right. That, 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 that's the that's the history of the thing. It's like and, and, and that's why I, like with a, a lot of young people. And, and you know, like we was up in K Slate Studio the other day, and the girl, she's like twenty. So, do y'all rap? <laughs> and that's the dumbest. You know, it's like after a while, it's like, bitch, could you please sit the fuck down? Because it's not ancient history. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, if you listen to hip hop, then and, and you listen, because and and like you said, hip hop music comes from all kind of different music. So, if you listen to hip hop, then you should listen to other music, and you should know the history of the music. Not only hip-hop music, but, you know, just music in general. Because, see, that, that's the thing that made, the, that's the first thing that made the world smaller. You know what I mean? It, it's through music. You Man. know, when somebody wants to tell the history of a, of, of a people, they did it with song. So it's, it's important to know that just, you know, just for your own intellect. Not only, not only for the culture, like if you think you're in the hip-hop, not only for the culture, but for your own intellect to understand, you know, what everybody's different music was and, 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 what, and what it's about. Speaking of K Slay, uh, you guys are on the new track Hip Hop Frontline, uh, and the term culture vulture is uh, thrown out. I'm mean, not thrown out, it's rhymed. Um, how harmful are culture vultures for hip hop culture? And do you think if there's too many of them, or do you think they could destroy it, or is that just kind of hip hop checks itself and wouldn't? Uh. Hip-hop as a culture checks itself. Hip-hop as a business has no boundaries. So culture vultures can swoop in and you can have hip-hop shampoo or, or something, a hip-hop fried chicken or something like that. And there's no governing board to, to kind of, you know what I mean, to, to dispel that, to, to, you know what I mean, that you have to report to to see if you can use hip-hop. That's why when people ask me, yo, did you ever think that hip-hop would grow to these purports? Wouldn't I be a dickhead if I say I did? If I said that I knew that hip hop would be this big, but I didn't do anything about it. I didn't invest in it. I didn't start a company. I didn't trademark or patent anything. You know what I mean? I'd be a real dumbass. Okay. So no, I, I didn't know. I had no idea hip hop would grow to these proportions, but since it did and it has, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, fodder for for the vultures yeah, you know and, and, and they give and, 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 and what's crazy they give nothing back to the culture right right, right. they, they take it, from it and they but, do it blatantly yeah like you know like, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i heard of you guys <laughs> like, what, the, what, what about the you know what I'm yeah, saying? you just like you get none, none none of these new guys they very you very rarely see them do anything with any of of the uh of the of the original cats 
of the classic rappers, not Rakim, not nobody. And it's like, where, where do you think you're going? It's it, 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 it not like, you know, it's it not like you can respect, uh, and there are some good guys out there, but it's not like you can respect as a whole what's going on because they ran with it, but it, they ain't got no legs. There's no legs. It's like, you know, it, it, and that's why they don't last. You know what I mean? It's like one one guy... It, I, f- I forgot what record we just uh, were listening to Panda, and I, don't, I f- almost forgot that that record was made, right. and that record just came out. Right, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But that just go to show how much they just run with it. They, you know, they just go from one thing to another. There's no, it's no legs to it. There's no, you know, it's, it's not, it's no stability. It's no, it's not, it's not for the culture. It's yeah, it's like a disposable razor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Use the shit once, and <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, and throw it away. You know. Uh, I'm talking about radio play. Um, obviously, as mentioned, rap genre is powerful. It's, it's the top selling. Um, where our artists today, is it easier to get to for anyone to get played on the radio today than it was when you guys first come out? Like, what is? I mean, is there? What are the? I guess the politics that were happening then to now. Um, well, for me, um, I, I this is the, and this is just from what I know. Um, in, back in the days, in order to get your record played on the radio, you had to pay the DJs. Right. Plain and simple. Or the program directors or whoever was in charge of getting that music on the radio. That's what most record companies did when rap became uh, part of the music industry. And especially in the early days, payola was very prevalent. So that's how you got your record played. Today, I mean, you got all these different... Um, personal i mean venues and and ways to get your music out you got the internet where you don't need a record company to break a record or to put out a record you put your own record out okay. okay you put your own advertising you let people know my this record is out you put it on these streaming you know what i mean think facilities they have and and you put it on your, your spotify your itunes and and you listen and, and you got a record out and you got a record out and and radio play i mean people don't even listen to the radio no much uh that much anymore not not to hear you know hip hop you don't get enough of hip hop on the radio right. regular radio stations so you got to go to you know soundcloud and then all these other different you know entities that you know you can get music from um so the need for radio is, um, I mean, mainstream radio, yeah, if you could get it, of course, you know what that's going to do for you. But there's so many other avenues that people are using to where they don't have to be signed to a record label to get airplay. Yeah. When uh, Top Shelf dropped, uh, you guys were on it, and obviously there was a huge push in the media, Good Morning America, um, and even, even speaking of radio play, there was a radio play for this. What was your kind of reaction to the record being dropped and also being I, I, I was just wondering where was we when they was you know what I mean like, <laughs> what, like what happened yeah somebody called me yo they just they on the real and it was Michael Strahan's show like they did this whole thing and they they never called us like you know it's like I mean, we had we I got an announcement about a party or something I'll tell you they having some kind of event Right. Somewhere or something. There's a lot of different people right. on the flyer and stuff. And, and they should have had us there. We, we, didn't we get look no better than all else. You know? So it was like, hey, cool. Whatever. It was something that we did a while ago. You know what I mean? And if something comes from it, fine. If right. not, not. So apparently there was a little buzz. 
about it. And uh, hey, we just we ride with it and keep it moving, man. We got other shit to do. <laughs> I'm gonna be all over the place at this interview, but I want to talk about the message real quick. Um, another record that obviously people just talk about to no end and how much of that was an influence um, for them. Uh, Kaz, when you first heard the message, what was your reaction? I was like, that shit sucks, yo. That shit is too slow, all right? Don't nobody want to hear that shit, man. That shit is corny. That, that was my first impression. And, you know, until I heard Mel, and then I was like, oh, shit, that's the, that's the you know, Child is Born rhyme from, from Super Rapper. But other than that, yeah, I thought it was corny. Did you, when did, and Mel, when did you realize kind of the impact that this track would have on hip-hop culture and also fellow artists? Only, only after the record came out, because, I mean, it, mo, mo, a, lot, well, a lot of people already know the story of the message. That, the, that song was supposed to go for the Sugar Hill Gang, because we already had a record out. Man. And they didn't want to do it, and, and nobody in our group wanted to do it. But Miss Rob, she was the only one that really believed that that song was going to be good. And then I knew she was going to uh, get, you know, get a lot of push behind the song. So, you know, I had, to, I had to go with it, you know what I mean? Because she, she was going to really get behind it. And uh, it took, uh, they did the track, and it took about three days to mix. Like, she would, she would put tape on the board, and she would let nobody touch the board for three days till she got the song mixed down. And, and I remember we was in the, in the fever, and that's when Planet Rock was, was the hot record. It was in that same, you know, that same little summer or... You know, maybe around September, whatever, whatever. But Planet Rock, and Planet Rock was on. And she's there sitting by the bar, her coat, and a big diamond ring. I'm like, this bitch is about to fuck up our career. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting there, you know, diamonds, smiling. They put the record on right after Planet Rock, you know, change the pace and everything. And, and people just started dancing to it. And I was like, what the fuck? And 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 it, it went gold like in a week. It was the one, the one of the quickest, other than Rappers Delight, but it was like the quickest selling record that they had. And after that, I, it was like, you know, and, and 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 to this day, I mean, I heard it on Jeopardy. They had you know Alex Trebek. He did it on Jeopardy, and then they said Flash's name like this. Dan Charn is uh, the uh, journalist and. He wrote uh, in the big payback about the message. He said uh, it showed that rap could be serious too, even meaningful. Was that kind of what you were trying to accomplish with the rhyme? Well, when, when I did my, I was just trying, when I did the Child is Born rhyme, I was just trying to do a different rhyme. You know, it's like, you know, and my, my whole, you know, my whole mindset, even to this day, if you see a bunch of niggas doing something and it ain't something like the electric slide, do something else. Right. So, so I, you know, everybody was rhyming about rhyming. And then I, you know, I wanted to rhyme. I rhymed, I rhymed about something else, and then that's how you know, you know, the conscious the, that that rhyme came about. And then a lot of my other conscious stuff is just like you know, just trying to be a little different. You know, don't don't do the same thing that everybody else do, uh, unless it's the electric slide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Kaz, we all we all know the story uh, about Big Bank Hank uh, famously kind of taking your rhyme, uh, and and you kind of mentioned it now about how you didn't. Basically, so you didn't realize how big rap would become or hip hop would become, and also, so you gave him your book. Um, so this is a very elaborate way of asking you uh, not to talk about the story, but what was your first experience or reaction when you actually went into the studio to record a record and kind of 
that's when it like came on dawn on you that all right this is something that's going to continue or i'm actually doing this now not really um myself and my crew we were reluctant to, to even make records because we felt like this is the end like this is some other bullshit right here and it's like 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 rocksteady felt um being in flash dance when they were asked to be in flash dance it was like now the, the average kid could they come from where we come from you ask them they want to be in a movie like a movie like a hollywood movie you fucking right but they, they were reluctant they was like, nah, nah, we don't want to be in no movie. Everybody going to see our moves. They going to bite our moves. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, nah, we ain't down with that. <laughs> and they was like, we'll just give you all 6000 a piece. And they was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, even, so, he's right, though. Even when, we, when, when I first heard Rapper's Delight and people used to say, you know, why, why don't y'all do a record like that? And we was like, why would we want to do a fucked up record like that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Totally different, you know, totally different. A different realm. Uh, it it just seems talking to you guys that that hip hip hop culture, you, you know, you want to keep it close to the neighborhood, neighborhood so to say. Uh, you see it now, and it's obviously around the world. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you, I mean, are you? I, I guess there's is there a, 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 I guess happiness towards that happening, or would you? For me, for me, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that that this culture has reached around the world. That we have an audience around the world. That we are known around the world and somewhat revered. I mean, because in the beginning, you can say what you want, but most of us just got into this for notoriety. Mm. You know what I mean? We wanted to be famous. We wanted to be, you know, respected. You know what I mean? We wanted to be able to walk down the street and people know our name. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, uh, sure. If I, when I think back, I wish I would have wished for more. I would, I would have wanted, I didn't even really think about money so much as I thought about fame. And, and it's like, be careful what you wish for, because I mean, because of all of these, uh, advances, changes, um, exploitations um of the culture i mean it's it's the biggest you know um entity you know on on the planet right now next to the internet and and it's brought the planet together on a level that nothing else could and um it continues to provide an outlet for our youth you know what i mean um and and help put um, people able to uh, put food on their plates behind something that we helped to pioneer. So yeah, I feel I feel uh, uh, great about it. You know, I'm seventy five percent. I'm you know I'm, I'm proud of of the hip hop culture, and, and I'm twenty five percent. I'm disgusted because they is like you know all of that all of that street you know all of that street shit is, is I, I don't I ain't feeling that. You know what I mean? That's where we from. I understand that, but I don't respect. You know, you know, people like, okay, after you made it, now you're going to act like you're still street. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I'm still street because I, I live in the hood. Right. But if I made it, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, when I got the bag, no, I'm wealthy. I live in a good house. I live around all kinds of people. We not, I'm not doing all that, you know, because that, that uh, made, you know, certain, certain things in, in the hood, it made it permanent. Right. You know, like, you, it's like, People don't want to leave, and 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 and, and then it kind of it, it kind of defined us in a way. You, you see what I'm saying? Like if somebody, you know, if, if you tell somebody act black, and then they're going, "Yo, yeah, man," you know, because you see what I'm saying? And that that all came through, you know, them using hip hop as a vehicle, and them, you know, like 
like when it got to the point where it wasn't about entertainment no more, and now it was just about that image. And then that image they give off, you know, it's not when when it you know when it translates into society, it's not it's not good. It's not good not for. Yeah, and you're not going nowhere. I mean, if you if you stay in the hood, like, and and then they they feel more for street for street dudes than they do for other dudes. But the street dude will never go nowhere because by definition, that's where he's going to stay. He's a street dude. But once you leave the street, you're not. I mean, you're from the street, right. but you're not a street dude. So, but with that mentality, it's like it leaves a lot of a lot of people stuck. Whereas what we did, we didn't. You know, we we didn't leave, we didn't stick nobody. We we you know we, we gave them room to elevate. Yeah, we didn't aspire to stay here. We aspired to make a way for you to get out. You know what I mean? And so now it's like somebody taking the work that you did and doing the opposite with it. You know what I mean? Giving off a whole a whole another message. Yeah, to you get good I mean? and be we used to get good and, and be and get better, and be better at it. Now it got mumble rap. And they be like, Yeah, you know that's the new that ain't the new fucking scatting. This nigga can't you can't even know what he's saying. It's it's it's, it's fucked <laughs> the new, up. The new scat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your your rapping is, is the modern day scat. Ain't no motherfucking. You ain't gonna find no, no fucking scat man crawling and elephants Gerald with these motherfuckers. The they mo- can barely hear what they saying. It's the modern day stutter. Yeah, you know, motherfuckers. If you anything, know, like they trying to you know. I mean, don't cater to that shit. Listen, they, they good. They winning. But don't don't say don't say that that shit. You know is. They're not good. They're not good rappers. Right. You know, now, maybe you don't have to be. And that, that well, could that's be, obvious. That's you you definitely opinion. don't you have to be saying? anymore. But, but with my opinion, right. you should know how to rap. At least you should. Even if you're trying to act like you don't, but at least you should. Just, just, in, case, just in case you really got to do something one day. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. <laughs> well, obviously, you two know, you guys do know how to rap or, or rhyme, as he said. Um, so I, I want to leave you with this, uh, this this last question for both of you. What was the first rhyme that you wrote or lyric that you kind of still say to this day? Fuck, I'm good. Hmm. So, so so many of them. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, I mean, con- consciously, I think it was the Beat Street rhyme, but just. I mean, even even right now, because like I said, my, my memory ain't as good as what I think. So like sometimes like I'll, I'll listen to a rhyme that I said and something to be on the tape and I'll be like, God damn, that was, that was dope. That, <laughs> sign that guy. You know what I mean? But I, I would have to be that the, the, the beach, the beach street. Those are some of my best, you know, my best verses. I, I knew, you know, it was on another level when, when I did when I did that. I mean, me, um, I've been more closer to the street for, for, for longer. And um, so my rhymes uh, become like like these, <laughs> like things that, like a legend somewhat, you know, yeah, yeah. and people sing them to, to me like later on in life, like to this day. Um, I was more known as more of a storyteller back in the early days, you know, my raps more contained stories and situations and stuff. So I think I would have, to, it would be Yvette, this, this rhyme I wrote called Yvette about getting caught in the bed with a girl mm-hmm. and um, caught by her parents. And it's this scenario that I cooked up and, and talked about and it's one of my most popular rhymes ever. I mean Will Smith got uh you know, girls ain't nothing but trouble from Yvette. I mean LL did a Yvette record, you know what I mean? And all that was based on that that early rhyme. So I mean 
the the reaction that I always got to that rhyme let me know, yeah, nigga, you got this, man. You know what I mean? Uh, Grandmaster Kaz, Grandmaster Melly Mal, uh, once again, an honor to have you guys in the library with Tim Einekel and Hacking Zach, Meridian Health, Stage 17. Thanks, guys. You already know. Stage 17, Hacking Zach, Meridian, baby. Get your health up. <laughs> Stupid. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.